0: Let's talk about something else I have no clue about, motoring. The race is on to corner the rural markets with practical heavy load-bearing, zero-emissions vehicles. Basically, utes that don't run on petrol or diesel. Car maker Toyota has just laid down the challenge to other manufacturers by debuting its hydrogen Hilux prototype. It's a low-emissions ute with a range of 600 kilometres. Stuff Motoring Editor Matthew Hansen joins me now to talk about the Hydro Hilux and the challenges in developing a vehicle that can work on the land without losing power or leaving farmers stuck. Matthew, hello there. Hi
1: Jesse, how how, how, you, how you going?
0: Yeah, good. Thank you for your time and expertise today. Was this a surprise, the unveiling of this low emission ute from Toyota or has it been sort of hotly anticipated?
1: Toyota's a really interesting case because their former CEO has said a few, I'd say, fairly spicy things about electric vehicles in the past Mm. and his positioning. But on the flip side of that, they've teased a lot of sort of electrified pickups and stuff over the course of the last 18 months or so. Um, So in in that sense, it wasn't so much of a surprise. They they first showed this off uh, at the very end of last year in the form of a couple of pretty pictures. Um, and now we've actually seen it for real.
0: Okay. Tell us about the ute.
1: So it, it takes the hydrogen system from Toyota's Mirai, which is their hydrogen uh, sedan. It's a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle, which uh, means that it's sort of, it, it uses the chemical reaction of hydrogen in order to achieve movement. Um, it can do 600 k's uh, per tank uh, of hydrogen. Um, what's, uh, I guess, kind of interesting is that Toyota, like a lot of these other brands is fairly regional. So while this it's a Japanese company, this is a UK Toyota UK project. Uh, it's something that's that's been started there, engineered there, designed there and being trialled there. But potentially we could see something like this come into production on a wider scale in the future.
0: Does it look practical? Does it look like it's um, set to solve some of those challenges of an off-road vehicle creating low emissions and, and maybe you could talk about what some of those challenges are.
1: So from a practicality standpoint it uh, has no bed so uh, I would say no on the practicality side <laughs> at, at, at least at least for now. Um, it is a trial vehicle so they'll be you know studying what kind of solutions there are for how they could store um, the, the, that technology in a way that allows the bed to operate. Um, but I, I guess the thing that a lot of people get hung up on when it comes to talking about um, utes and, and, and actually being able to use them in real world sort of rugged applications is the range factor and, and how much that drops away once you put a, a boat or a trailer or something like that uh-huh. on the back. Um, and, and that's that's probably something that will um, be less of a, of a factor with a hydrogen vehicle than you would find with an electric vehicle. The counterpoint to that, obviously, is that hydrogen vehicles have a lot more challenge ahead of them than EVs do. Uh,
0: A lot more. What do you mean by that?
1: So if you're if you have a hydrogen vehicle in New Zealand right now, there are only five or six stations where you can refuel (laughs) that vehicle. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: So there are models where that's not such a problem. If you're. If you are someone who's driving a hydrogen, uh, a large truck, uh, a big heavy-duty vehicle, and you have a set route that you drive every day, if those charging stations are on that route, and that's generally how a lot of countries that have hydrogen station sort of plans, that's how they're rolling them out, then it makes sense. And we're seeing a lot of uh, adoption and trialing of hydrogen larger vehicles uh even in New Zealand. Uh Hyundai has a scheme that's that's going out at the moment. Um obviously if you're if you're looking to buy one of these cars as a private vehicle or as if if you know if you're a company owner and you have a fleet of vehicles, um, if you're nowhere near those charging stations, then um, you know, you really are are gonna struggle even more than what a lot of EV owners would do. Um, and it's probably also worth noting that in the UK, yes, they've they've done this, they've produced this vehicle and they're studying it, trialing it locally, all the rest of it. But there's still only fifteen, sixteen hydrogen charging, uh, hydrogen refilling points in the UK. So it's not like um, they are you know, light years ahead of where we are.
0: Is the hydrogen EV thing going to be a bit like VHS beta? uh, One one day one of them will just fall away and be forgotten. At the moment it sounds like hydrogen is kind of the underdog in the race.
1: Well, it's funny because if we had this phone call 10 years ago, there's every chance that we'd be saying all the same things but for electric cars. So I think a lot of people are ruling out hydrogen. Um, Within the motoring industry space, you've got some car makers that – have previously invested a lot in hydrogen and have kind of pulled away in the last few years. Toyota is a, is a hydrogen, um, they, they, they're firm on developing hydrogen content cars. Hyundai is the same, but they're really in the minority, those two brands. But there is a, it seems like a bit of a resurgence amongst some of the European car makers to investigate it again or look further. Um, The other thing that a lot of European brands are looking into is synthetic petrol, which is its own separate conversation as
0: well. Wow, okay. So what happens now? Is this prototype, um, now that people have had a look at it, are they going to go into mass production or or not necessarily?
1: Not necessarily just yet. Um, They've made 10 of these cars and they're being trialled by, I can only presume, a lot of Toyota techs, Toyota people, Mm -hmm. Um Some of the other people who 've uh sunk an investment into the project to make it happen um they're they're testing those vehicles as well um and then the the thought is you know uh, producing the vehicle by the end of this decade, making it a reality what will i think will be quite interesting is that the learnings that they and i hate that word learnings but the the, the, <laughs> the things that they learn from the, the lessons it's just it's just a broken word isn 't it <laughs> lessons is way better um <laughs> the lessons that they get from this. They're most likely to be funneled back into the development of the next new Hilux.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the big problem that a lot of the Ute makers have had, and I, I'd say part of the reason why we don't have a we don't have a whole bunch of electric Utes right now, or hybrid Utes for that matter, is that they've operated on the system for generations where Utes were always really low effort and, and low investment to make new ones of. You'd, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd chuck out a, a brand new one from the ground up maybe every 10, 12, 15 years and then facelift it a couple of times in between and, and call it a, a job done. Now you all these brands have these platforms that can't support batteries, they can't support uh, hydrogen tanks and things like that. Um, Toyota's come, a, come up with its own sort of solution to kind of make it work, but obviously they now have a ute that doesn't have a tray. So... They're all kind of, you know, thinking. Well, we need to, you know, it's, it's kind of a clean sheet of paper for each of them that they have to do. And what Toyota's learning from this will hopefully make their clean sheet of paper that they're developing for the next Hilux all the more better.
0: What is the future going to look like for farms? Presumably, they won't be in um, in traditional fuel uh, powered Utes forever. What's your bet as to what the breakthrough is going to be?
1: I'm still expecting that we're going to see some hybrid utes come up and I'm a little surprised that we haven't seen more of them. Um Toyota ha- is going to be launching a hybrid ute next year in New Zealand, but it's a very mild unit and it doesn't it's not necessarily going to move the needle all that much for those who are sitting there wanting to, you know, drastically shrink how much they're spending on diesel. Um, uh, but beyond that, I, I, I'm really not sure. It's it's kind of all in the hands of, of the car makers, the people who are producing these utes. We haven't really seen that much of the next generation utes that, that, that are coming. And I know that Tesla has the, the Cybertruck and Ford has the F-150 Lightning. There's a lot of these electric utes that are being released in America. But I would say there's almost no chance of any of those utes being offered in New Zealand, at least within the next five or ten years. In terms of the bread-and-butter utes, the ones that we see everywhere, the Rangers, the Hiluxes, the Tritons, um, that's all on a longer timeline and one that we haven't really got much information about yet.
0: Well, I've heard about some of those um, big sort of grunty EVs in the U.S. They're debuting, mm-hmm. and some of them you even seem to be able to r- run your house off the power. Um, <laughs> why? Why don't you think they'll get over here?
1: So, uh, part of it is that they are all made to American specs. So they're all bigger is better, uh-huh. um, you uh-huh. know, twice the size of yeah. of so many other vehicles. Um, there is a small volume of um, American pickups that are in New Zealand, and it seems to be growing. People seem to like them, um, but a lot of these cars, you know, Ford so far has said it's not making a right-hand drive version of the of the F one fifty Lightning. Um, Tesla, who knows what Tesla is doing at any. Given point of, of the day ever. <laughs> um, GMC has the Hummer, electric Hummer, which again, I think is just an American thing. I think part of it is that a lot of these vehicles are being built to meet American regulation and being built to meet American customers. Customers that are outside of America or outside of that lens, they we just have to wait. I think that's the that's the main case here.
0: We get used to that, don't we, Matthew? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for your analysis. Really appreciate it.
1: No problem. Thank you.
0: Matthew Hansen is Stuff's motoring editor with his comments on Toyota's debut a prototype of a low-emission ute powered by hydrogen. It's 11 to 2.